Thank you very much for your company. Look, it is the end of 2019, but uh, right as soon as next year starts, the first thing that we'll be looking at in Queensland is the local government elections. Uh, so a lot of candidates have been putting their hand up, indicating that they do want to stand and be counted when it comes to the elections in March. And that is true of Lizzie Adams. She's putting her hand up for the Toowoomba Regional Council. To have a chat with her, she is on the line, but we'll say day to Daryl Nicholson first because he's flagged this interview and uh, he's got a passion for the Toowoomba region. We call him the Toowoomba Advocate. Daryl, how are you? I'm going very well, Andrew. Good morning. Thanks for um, doing this hookup today with Lizzie. So, hi, Lizzie. How are you today? Good, thanks, Daryl. How are you? Hi, Andrew. Oh, good. Good to... Uh, chat with you both. And Daryl, you've been following uh, the Toowoomba region for quite some time. There have been yeah. some that have put their hand up quite some time ago um, mm-hmm. and now you're really starting to see the candidates step up and say, yep, I want to give it a go. Um, what, what, uh, how did this come on your radar for Lizzie Adams? Okay, well, I ran into Lizzie about 12 months ago um, at Rumours International and she sort of hinted about it that she was going to run. But um, I first met her in 2018 at home was for a night. Um, she, uh, we, we were on the streets raising money for homelessness in Toowoomba with Nat Sparray and it's funny I ran into Nat on Saturday and he said Daryl who's running for council and I said well Lizzie's put her hand up and I'm interviewing her on Monday so Lizzie welcome to the show do appreciate your time you're the CEO of Gulbari Aboriginal Health Advancement you've been doing that for 15 years and mm-hmm. um, I'm going to talk about some other things as well but tell us about your role at uh, Gulbari and what you do um, yeah, so I came to Toowoomba in 2004 um, to take up the role of um, CEO. Uh, so I've been there uh, 15 years. When we first came in, um, and no accolades to myself, it's always a team effort. Um, we've actually grown the organisation within not just the Toowoomba region, but Ipswich out the southwest Queensland in service mm-hmm. delivery from um, health services and social services. Yep. Yeah, look, okay. um, so uh, I, well, you can go for it, Daryl. <laughs> I've got heaps of questions <laughs> as well, but I definitely yeah, no want to hear what uh, you want to chat yeah. with Lizzie about because this is what democracy is all about. People putting their hand up and saying, we want to have a go. Mm, that's right. And and um, originally, why did you come to Toowoomba? What made you come to Toowoomba? I want to find out what, what beckoned you to this beautiful city. Well, I come from a nursing background, Daryl, and, um, you know, I've been involved in Aboriginal affairs since the young age mm-hmm. of um, 17. And yep. um, when the opportunity arose and um, my two boys in particular were um, still in, in primary and, and one going to high school. So we thought, mm-hmm. you know, they were good sports people. So um, giving them an opportunity also. So we moved to Toowoomba um, for that reason, but also to a um, bit of a career pathway for myself to, yep. um, you know, get up and make a difference on a different level because I was very um, active in the in the Charleville community where I was born in Kalamala but lived all my life in Charleville. I was mm-hmm, very active mm-hmm. in the community and um, I'm very community-minded. Doing nursing in particular, I could see the ill health of our, our people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Gulbri gave me that opportunity and to be able to come down and uh, to grow it from a, um, a dental service, which is what we originally funded for. That's right. Yep. Um, into, you know, social services, which takes in um, the, the child protection um, mm-hmm. continuum, um, aged care, um, early mm-hmm. learning um, with our hippie program. We have a Bunjabari Zaganunus program, um, healing and wellbeing services. So it just, it just keeps um, growing. And, you know, and I'm very proud to say that we're one of the um, 
the bigger employers of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. 90% of our mm-hmm. um, employees across the region are of Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander descent. Um, we have um, probably five to ten uh, professional um, non-Indigenous workers who are just mm-hmm. great. Um, so just providing, um, you know, good health, social inclusion, all that stuff, but also opportunity around the employment, which is a, a struggle that um, I've said in one of the other interviews that, you know, I know what it's like not to be able to get an after-school job. Yeah. So by providing people with um, opportunity. But we also mm-hmm. service non-Indigenous community and in particular the low socio mm-hmm. community, community of um, Toowoomba in particular around our business-based um, GP model. So we don't yep. get funded for our GP services um, like most AMSs do, Aboriginal Health Services do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and it's uh, the multicultural community it is. Um, we do have, um, yeah. you know, other other cultures that come there too. So I thought, you know, um, put my hand up, um, I can give a voice to the to the, the most vulnerable and um, disadvantaged um, people of the community um, of Toowoomba, you know. That's beautiful. Andrew, go to your question and ask Lizzie. Yeah, so you're putting your hand up. You want to be a councillor across the Toowoomba region and you've just mentioned that you uh, see yourself as being a voice for, uh, as you say, the the most vulnerable. What about for the the whole region? What are some of the issues that you see that need to be tackled as an incoming councillor? Look, um, I'm I'm not going to lie to the constituents out there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a up to up to scratch with your, you know, your sewerage and your housing and you know, um, your, your roads and all that stuff. But um, you know, my passion is is the community's voice. So it doesn't matter which which area for the region that you want to be heard. Um, I just want to guarantee that they will be heard. So whether it's small business, large large business, agricultural, anything like that. Yep. If I don't know it, I will get the expertise to inform me as such, and I will take take that voice to the table. Yeah, Lizzie, what are some of the immediate things that you think need to be tackled, the things that you do know? Look, let's put aside some of the, maybe the infrastructure things like sewage and water and all of that sort of stuff, because this actually may bring a very different dimension to the conversation. Uh, That is what has been discussed. Everybody's talking about water at the moment. Daryl and I have been talking about it uh, to great extent. But what are some of the social issues that you see that uh, being elected as a councillor that you can get in and tackle? Look, Andrew, I really honestly think it's it's council can be the influence, um, you know, while while it's not um, their funded um, business that is driven from you know from your, your your federal and your state stuff. But when you look at your housing in particular, um, and then Daryl mentioned the homeless night, you know, and mm. until you do that and you see the real stuff off it, you 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 don't actually appreciate what you got. And and that was a big learning um, for me. Um, I'm actually involved in the um, Toowoomba Women's Collective with Protea Place. Um, you know, the numbers and the services that we're doing at that level with the, the homeless women is is unbelievable. And a lot of that stuff then leads to employment. Um, you know, people think people just want to do um, work for the dole or sit on, on, on welfare and that stuff. But that's not true. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's around giving people opportunity. If you give people opportunity, they can then make the choices they need. Because I'm around the, the training and employment stuff in particular. You know, let's not tell them what they need to train in. You know, it's no good saying, okay, we're going to run a, for example, what I've seen in the past, we're going to run a Cert 2 in order culture through the council. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's not what the people want. They might want to train in um, health or nursing or 
Um, you know, it's around that stuff. It's listening to the people, mm. what they want to train them and help. There's always going to be sick people around. There's always going to be um, homeless people around if we don't fix the housing um, mm. industry. Um, you know, my, my personal experience with my family and my daughter has given me permission to speak about um, around the, the drug use in, in Toowoomba. You know, mm-hmm. we're a pretty close-knit family, a strong family, and as you know, with the death of our son, that actually brings in a bit of more um, strength and resilience for myself. So we mm-hmm. did a home, det- a home detox with our daughter. You know, we found that for her to do rehab or anything like that, she had to leave the community. Now, I think Kumba's yep. a big enough region or regional town to be able to focus on getting a, a detox centre in Toowoomba or a rehab centre in Toowoomba because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not for everybody. And from my learnings, if I could have had some respite, um, you know, my my children, my husband and I, we did around the clock for like 72 hours. Um, If I had a bit of respite, maybe it could have been a faster process. But, yeah, it's it's addressing those needs and and being inclusive, you know. Lisa, you've consistently come back to talking about employment and I have this conversation with lots of different groups and organisations and individuals. Can you take us through, in your experience, somebody that is coming from a place where maybe they haven't had as greater opportunities as you would like, but you you take them on a journey where they become educated and then they ultimately become employed. Can you take us through the benefits that there are to that individual, to the community, and then also to the country? Yep. So, you know, my belief is and my drive um, through my position as Wilbury and whatever capacity that I may be in the community is that, you know, we try and encourage our school-based apprentices. So we're starting at an early age to start educating our people that, you know, to work, let's set up some work ethics, let's give you a reason to get up in the morning. Um, You know, not everything is for free um, in life and, um, you know, Otherwise, if they're um, um, adults in the community or youth in the community, you know, we, we employ them off the street because we're giving them a reason to get up every day to provide for their families. You know, and then when you look at the domestic violence, so you, it gets that domino effect. So then the domestic violence coming up because they're used to providing for their family, but they because there's no employment, they're no longer providing for their families. Yeah. Um, so it gives them self-worth if they've got a job and... And it doesn't matter how little or, or how big it is, you know. My, my belief is I don't really care how many letters or, or numbers you got behind your name. We're all here for the same reason yeah. in, yep. in, in providing um, a service. But, you know, give, give the people the opportunity um, from whether it's a traineeship, whether it's, you know, but it's got to be something that's, that's ongoing. So what we do around, um, what I do at um, Goulbury around the school-based apprentices in particular, is that if we can't... Um, give them employment after their two-year training, we see that as preparing them for the workforce. So instead of them having mm-hmm. to go to TAFE or to go and do some training to be able to get a job, they're already skilled. So, you know, and we've had great success. We've had 50-plus um, trainees and school bases come through Gilbury. And, you know, mm-hmm. one young non-Indigenous girl who couldn't get a job, nobody wanted her. Um, so we took her on. And, you know, she's been all over the country. She's uh, international. She's, you name it, she's done it. We've had our young girls going into the private sector around dental in particular, young people picking up administration jobs, you know. So, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's around that. Um, and for the economy, I mean, it's got to be a, a happier community. People are investing the money back into the community that they're working for. 
So, yep. you know, it's about getting a little bit smarter in how we do business instead of just keep doing the rhetoric of, you know, we think this is a great idea. Pull the people in. What would you like to, you know, moving forward in a, in a position? Yeah, mate, so, Andrew, yeah, 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 go yeah. for it, Daryl. Yeah, mate, uh, Lizzie, so I was watching her on Channel 7. They did a story on her, but she just said she wants to listen to the residents and give people a voice. And I think in this next council election, this is what's going to be happening. The the Toowoomba people really want to be heard. And um, and people like Lizzie and um, I, I've spoken to a couple of the other candidates that are running, they're getting out there first and they're, they're going to do the old theory of keeping their mouth shut and opening their ears and listening to what the community is saying. And then I think they'll start talking more in general where they're going. So, Lizzie, I like what you're doing there in your community advocacy there. And um, yep. what, are, what are you hearing from the community so far in your, your early days of campaigning? Yeah, and it's around that stuff. It's just being being heard and the and the common sense approaches, you know. It's around and look, I'm not here to to, to beat up on on any councillors, but it's it's around no, no. being it, it's it's around being seen, but not only mm-hmm. for special occasions. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and and if, and if I'm honest, you know, there's a few councillors that I probably don't even know, and I've been in the community for 15 years. One of the biggest employers of um, Aboriginal trusted on the people. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, unless I'm at a function, nobody's been to see me. Mm-hmm. Nobody's asked us. And, look, I'm not a self-acclaimed um, um, leader in this in the, in the Toowoomba community, but I mm-hmm. step up because I can see what, what's happening. And like I said on the, the interview with um, Channel um, 7, the 7 News, you know, I, I made a difference when we, did, when we had, um, you know, the Dayton Abs Memorial Foundation five-year mm-hmm. um, anniversary. You know, which we are very, very thankful for. And I'd offered mm-hmm. three, you know, and I basically just said that there's nothing black about this council. You know, there's no real engagement. Um, mm-hmm. And I asked the question, you know, um, as most um, non-Indigenous organisations do, um, government or NGO, um, have a RAP plan. I said, do you have a RAP plan? They said, no. Mm-hmm. Can you I tell us what that those, acronym means? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Reconciliation <laughs> plan. Yep. Um, yep. So that that's a, a plan that's um, saying how the the particular organisation is going to work with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Reconciliation uh, has been a big subject for 2019. It has been for a long time, but there's been a lot of talk around about it. With uh, council, how do you see true reconciliation happening? Well, that's around that true engagement, Andrew. Yeah. You know, it's it's not about having, um, you know, like I said, no disrespect to to, to Mayor Paul Antonio, but you know, I, I said to him one day, I said, so um, Paul, I'd really like to catch up with you, let you know what Wilbury's doing, um, you know, some of the aspirational stuff that I'd like to see happen. And um, it's, and and it was said, I oh, will. Um, the mayor has a half hour session with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people um, once a month on a Monday, and I said, oh, okay. Um, so how do I get in to do that? Oh, you just do this, 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 and this. But what are you going to what, what are you going to talk about in half an hour? Well, Daryl, yeah. let, let's let's give Lizzie the opportunity now. You want to talk mm. about some of the aspirational things that you want to see happen? You've got this platform. Take it away. Tell the world what mm. aspirational things you want to see happen. Well, I mean, it's around that that true engagement. So, you know, where I was uh, alluding to was that also out of that meeting with the the four councillors was that to come up with a, an advisory, an Aboriginal advisory committee to council, mm-hmm. which has now been successfully 
implement it. And, I, and look, I think that is the biggest step. But yep. it, it's still the, the, the aspirations for Toowoomba as a community is giving recognition to those who may bring the solution to the table. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You know what yep. I mean? So if we're, if we're talking around, um, um, you know, and I'm not just using the black card here, I'm, I'm for the whole community because, like I said, I see not the, the non-Indigenous associated people, they don't fit in their own society, so that's why they come and lean over towards Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander stuff. That's yep. why they come to our GP services and, and our mental health services. So it's around that inclusive stuff. Let's do something that's, that's fair income. You mentioned inclusive. To be truly inclusive of everybody, do you think that it's the is really the same for it? Doesn't matter who you are, so long as you've got purpose, you've got education, and you've got a a job where you can actually be a fair contributor to the society. Is that is that what you're getting? Is that what you see? Yes, yes. You know, and and also around the it's around being true to um, you know about your community. So. Yes, we do have um, drug issues in Toowoomba. Yes, we do have domestic violence issues. Yes, we do have child protection issues in, in the community. But, hey, how are we going to work together yep. to reduce the overrepresentation? Because Toowoomba is one of the, the leading regions and, and yep. um, through the, the uh, child protection arena. DVs on, on, on the growth for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Domestic violence, we've been involved in quite a few, both Daryl and myself, sometimes together, sometimes uh, individually in different Mm -hmm. uh, organisations and events where domestic violence, the outcomes that we're experiencing, the statistics, I think um, Daryl and I were talking about that a little while ago, we just can't get our head around just how bad they are. For domestic violence, you've touched on that, so your view is very much get the country working and, and... to some degree, that's going to help that, yeah? Yeah, and, and the proper investment to get it happening. Yeah. So, you know, a- how many, you know, good people out there who we can provide some free training for around DV, around the drugs, who, who are going to be readily available for the likes of myself when I needed some respite or, mm-hmm. or the likes of a family who is, is, is struggling, you know? Let's do some of that real training for the real issues and if you've got yep. proper investment for it, and if it's not um, the council's issue around the investment, well, let's use the influence of the council to get the investment from the people we need it from. Yeah, but so you, can I just yeah. take you in a, in, a, in a different direction just for a moment? We like going down to the National Multicultural Festival that's held in Canberra every year. Absolutely love that event. It's one of those events that as we're leaving it, uh, because it's coming to a close for that year, we're quite sad and just really excited about getting uh, back there for the next year. It's probably actually one of the events each year that we most look forward to. And there's a bunch of reasons for that, but one of those is the amazing sense of immersion into culture, true multiculturalism, where it doesn't matter whether they're Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander, um, uh, Irish, um, uh, and I could just rattle them off around the the world, but they come together and they really, it it appears like they assimilate. You can walk from one store to the next and try foods from different places. And uh, there was some really, really good representation from the uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities up on stage just showing off uh, their cultures. For the Toowoomba region, if you were to be a councillor, 
What are some of the, the cultural events and and maybe even things like um, artwork that would be around the place? Just your vision for Toowoomba and what it might look like from a cultural perspective. I, I think it needs to be um, just not once a year, for example, the NADOC. Yeah. I think, you know, it needs to be on, ongoing, not just randomly. Mm-hmm. And, and and if I may, I my understanding is that, you know, Gulbri and Carbel came together and we did um, the the Cobb & Co Museum lead lighting, which got, you know, a couple of our, our artists in. They did two beautiful pieces. Yeah. Now, now, why isn't that displayed in one of the prominent areas in Toowoomba? Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, oh. it's sitting on it's sitting on my side, the Goulbury one, it's sitting on my shelf. I, I yep. don't know where Carbel is sitting there. But why aren't they displayed at the airport, like I think was the original intent, so that people uh-huh. step off, they look out and they go, oh, look, they've got Aboriginal services here. They're working uh-huh. in, yep. in collaboratively with their, their, with their, you know, First Nations people. Yep. So yep. It, it's, it's got to be an ongoing um, uh promotion, engagement, mm-hmm. all that stuff, not just the one-off for, you know, like you're saying, the big one in Canberra yeah. um, or the one that they have in Queen's Park in, in Toowoomba or the NAIDOX, mm-hmm. you know, because we're all burnt out in, say, four to six weeks all trying to do the NAIDOX yeah. because we all want to do a good job and promote, you know, our culture yeah. for what it is. But why do we have to do it just then? Yeah. Why can't, why can't Toowoomba come together and say, you know, once a month, you know, we've got um, traditional dancers in there. And these young fellas are, are young business people who've set these dance groups up. They're training um, the younger kids to come through, um, the language, all that stuff. Why is it only a one-off that education takes and uh, takes on the language part of stuff? Yeah. You know, it, it's not a cherry-picking um, our culture for um, language and arts and then, you know, wherever else something may fit. It's inclusive again. Though all those things make up our culture, why can't we promote that all year round? Yeah, Lizzie, look, yep. my final question or really probably more my final opportunity to you is mm-hmm. you've got this platform. Uh, make your – state your pitch. Put your pitch to the people as to why they would vote for you March 2020. Well, look, I think if I'm – and I'm always open and honest, Andrew. Um, people can tell you that. I don't sugarcoat anything. If you want your voice brought to the table or your issues addressed at the table, sit down and have a coffee with me. Do you want yeah. to learn more around about learn more about Lizzie Adams? Mm-hmm. Hey, throw me a message. Give me a call. I'm happy to sit there and tell you. So yeah. if you want your yeah. if you want your voice heard, I'm your girl. <laughs> and I'll say I'll say it how it is. I won't sugarcoat it. I won't go in and change their words to suit you know, some other jargon or what, what, what I think should be best said. Mm-hmm. And that's the honesty that I bring. Yeah, Lizzie Asims, thank you very much for your time with our listeners. No worries. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. And hopefully vote one, Lizzie Adams, for Councillor in 2020. <laughs> Thanks, Lizzie. Thank you. Take Thanks, Daryl. Well Bye, done. Andrew. Well done. Look, all the best with getting yeah. out of that airport there, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to go and find the car now. We've probably lost it, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a, that really reminds me going back quite a few years ago, and it was a domestic um, 
uh, airport there, but that multi-story car park that's that it sort of almost adjoins it. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd gone down to I was either Sydney <laughs> or Melbourne for a job, and I come back. I'm like, oh crap, which level was it? And it was uh, <laughs> back in the Ford days. I'm trying to hit set the horn off, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, level take by level. Now. <laughs> Good on you, darling. Uh, okay, look, thanks very much. I'm guys. sure Daryl uh, is more than comfortable with me saying this, but I would imagine. Anytime you want to say something, get something out. Just give Daryl a bell, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know you've you've got my support there too to uh, make sure that oh, whenever awesome. you want a voice and you want to um, broadcast it, you can uh, do it with us. Wonderful. Please. And so can so you guys will put that up, and then I can yep. share that on my page and stuff too. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful! Thanks yeah. very much, trans- guys. There'll, there'll be a transcript and everything. Yes, Andrew absolutely. Does a really good job with this. Yeah. yeah. No, you guys are awesome. <laughs> no worries. You Thank take you. care. Look after okay. yourself. You too, guys. Have an awesome day. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye.